Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith and Kim Morrison. Here we are up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And we are here this week without the gorgeous Karen because she is working away down in Brisbane today in a one-day workshop in her Effortless Self program. And so I thought this morning, who could we get on that would be pretty phenomenal and gorgeous and just has such an ability to go into the mind in a very expansive way, but also does a lot of work based from the heart. He is an absolute extraordinary, phenomenal human being who has his own documentary that he's created. He's doing some phenomenal work in the wellness sector. And Cindy and I were really excited when he said that he could join us. So we would love to welcome you, the gorgeous Michael Maidens. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Kim, I um, with that intro, I thought I might have been on the wrong call then. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a wrap. Oh, well, you're pretty amazing. Absolute best at bringing the best out of what any situation is happening or any person out there. Like, if you want an introduction, if you want an MC, you're adorable. Yeah, well, she just did a, um, an amazing job. I was I was looking forward to meeting the person you were talking about just. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think you are extraordinary, and I am always authentic when I do an introduction. I, I mean that with all my heart, and I would just love it if you could give the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and how you came to doing the work that you are today. Who is Michael Maidens? Who is Michael Maidens? Well, very colourful. I've got a, um, a bit of a mixed background in terms of I, I just seem to – I really find that I follow my heart and I go with whatever feels right. And that's been a little bit of a, you know, a, a rock that I've held, held on to for a long, long time. Back when I was – I started working in, in – but I had this very clear voice in my mind that was telling me, you know, try and move – and live where you want to spend your spare time and then work out your and your income around, which is kind of weird when I was in my early 20s and I just sort of went, wow, that seems to be just so strong in my mind. So really from that early age of, you know, 21, 22, I actually became an entrepreneur at that age, which I'm giving away my <laughs> age now, that's about 20 years ago. So that actually um, it led me to, I was actually quite developed. I did um, information technology at University, and I end up writing um, a lot of software for a lot of different industries. Just as a as a consultant, I also have my own software product. I um, I can't even remember when that was. Ninety seven, ninety eight. I was over in South America in Uruguay at a McDonald's restaurant conference. Would you believe selling <laughs> software to McDonald's restaurants? I um, also had um, software that I wrote for the pharmacy industry that, um, again, was I was business key performance indicator software and things like that. So that's actually where I started off. But 
was really, really interesting was I had all these amazing products that I'd written uh, for myself in terms of I could see a need and I was filling a need, fulfilling a need, but for other people as well. But then I was like, how do you actually reach all these big audiences? And I started to then find out about marketing and how to actually, you know, people, people who've got an amazing product, not just sell rubbish, but an actually amazing product that's going to make people's lives better. And how do you actually reach your audience? So that's when I started under, learning about marketing, not the the traditional marketing that you get out of maybe a university or a, or a college degree. It was more about the, the direct marketing, which was online direct marketing. And to be honest, I actually then fell in love with that. So that's what I've actually been focusing on for about the last 10 years. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been wonderful. It's so so it's I just love behavior. I love human psychology. I love when you can actually light someone up and they realize that they can have a better future. And they didn't even realize it was sitting there the whole time. And then and they're just like, oh my goodness, this can help me. And and um, obviously that's when it led me into working with the in the wellness space in particular because I just absolutely love seeing so many people sitting around with all of these amazing products, but they can't actually, they're struggling to reach their audience. And they know that hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people's lives would be way better if they were able to learn from this particular person's message. So I then fell in love with, um, you know, I don't like the word marketing because it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a dirty word because it can be abused. But um, I like if I tie it to the word wellness marketing, I feel like it's actually it comes from a little bit more heart rather than um, you know a lot a lot of people are very strategic and and you know try and trick people into buying stuff. Whereas the the marketing that I do and how I help a lot of businesses reach massive audiences is really a heart centered marketing where we get out of we get out of the the um, the head you know where we're really tactical and. Sh- strategic and just going with the latest gimmicks which i sort of feel is quite a shallow place to start but most people do start there and stay there their whole business career and i go to the heart and actually go to the internal conversations that are going on and where we base all of our marketing all of our messaging and um, really make it quite a deep connection with and then by the end of it the audience is just whoever uh, can benefit from this product can just see it so clearly and obviously then the next step is to make a purchase and and be customer and that helps everyone it helps the customer and it helps the the business make a bigger impact mm. so that's sort of my colorful journey to this place <laughs> yeah it's amazing actually and because uh, so many people um, i don't know about you guys but i feel like you know there there is so much out there now in the wellness industry that's been sold to us and you can almost see the inauthenticity of it and the and the ram down your throat and the um just the way people are doing it to make a buck not as well as to really fill people's hearts and i think that that's becoming very obvious to a lot of people and we're becoming a lot more skeptical to it all as well now have you found that that's the case for a lot of, like, you know, let's take the word paleo, for example. Um, tell, tell me what you think has occurred or is there a pattern that occurs when something comes in that's be- that begins to get a lot of interest and then it gets taken on a path or a journey that then almost leads it over the bell curve and now into kind of like it, it almost starts to feel sleazy or dirty or wrong. Does that make sense? Does that, is that normal? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's even, you know, to be honest, I'd probably say the same thing about the word heart-centered now. It's almost being abused as well. So you see all these, uh, you know, a little bit slimy people coming in saying they're doing heart-centered business. And then you just go, oh, my goodness, I just know so much about your backstory and that just doesn't match your your front story. (laughs) So I think think you're 100% right. And uh, there is these, these... and you know they're not all bad um, but like most waves and I, I draw a lot of analogies with nature and you know like most waves they they come in and you can ride them for a little bit and then they'll retreat and then there'll be another wave and it doesn't mean that um it's bad that the wave is finished it was it was it was a it was something to, to take you to a, a better place and enjoy 
the the positives of it along the way. But some people, um, yeah, it just it just gets totally abused by you know the the snake oil salesman type of people that come through and and actually see that the opportunity is working. So then they start to abuse that particular word as well. So yeah, totally agree. It, um, just one thing that I want to go to before we we end up with, or go on to that marketing. Um, one of the things you said was live and work where you want to spend your spare time. And um, I'm happy to say I live near you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we live on the Sunshine Coast. And, and that's exactly what uh, we did 27 years ago when we moved here. And, you know, something I saw, and, Michael, I don't know if you put it up on social media or not, but it was why do we take vacations away from our life? Why shouldn't we create a life that is our vacation? And um, I think really well and I really wanted to make note of that because you said it so quickly and we just moved on that I I felt that so many of us um, don't have that view don't live and work where you want to spend your your spare time so um, sorry I brought that up but I just felt that that was something that we just passed by and we didn't we didn't discuss yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up because that yeah, it's so um, like you're 23 years and I'm 20 years in of living that philosophy. But I really do find that that is the foundation from which I make pretty much all of my decisions as well. And that's business decisions. That's, you know, personal decisions. That's everything. It's uh, so, so you're right. It's it's such a foundational you know, core belief that I wanted to live somewhere that I wanted to spend my spare time. And I remember I had this, okay, there's two two little stories I'll share. Um, there's, I had this, it was a picture of Whitehaven Beach and it was in a frame and it sat in my office ever since I was, you know, back 20 years ago I made that decision. And it said, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Mm. And it was the picture of Whitehaven Beach, which we all know is just the, the widest sand in the world with the blue water lapping up against it and it was just um it was just amazing and i just went you know that's that's just has to be at the forefront of all of our decisions because i believe if you make that a priority in your life and this is our entrepreneurial business life and and even to the choices that we make with the the food that we put in our body because that's the that's fueling everything you know what we're that's what we're really doing is it's a, it's about actually wanting to be in a place and absolutely love what we're doing and just just making that a non-negotiable because then it's sustainable because I've seen so many people that think that they're just going to they're sitting on a one-legged stool you know they go oh, I'm going to make all this money and then I'm going to move to the place that is going to be my holiday destination but they don't make it because it's it's really hard to balance on a one-legged stool for long enough to get to where they want to you know they think that there's this place of of um, retirement that money can actually bring and then the other interesting thing happens is that they change as a person as they go along that money journey of i've also seen a, a bunch of other people along my journey do that they you know if they had enough money just to be able to you know retire and surf all day that's what they would do but you know then they have a whole heap of success and sell all the big business then they get hungry for that and they change as a person and it's almost like they, the dim, the dim light in the distance is saying, "Hey, remember, all we we're going to do was, you know, surf and have fun together." And and it's kind of um, they didn't have that as that core value to make sure that they could just, you know, have this this amazing life along the way, rather than it be this thing off in the distance. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you did bring that up. Now, the second thing I wanted to share was there's this really cool story about the, I think it's called the Mexican fisherman. Have you ever heard of that little parable? No. no. Okay, so what it is, okay, so there's this, it'll only take a minute. There's this, and I won't get the wording right, so probably if you Googled the Mexican fisherman, you'll see the the um, true version of the, the little, but it goes along the lines of there's this, um, in this case, the story was there's, there's this American businessman, he's sitting on a beach in Mexico. And he sees this fisherman. Yeah, it's the end of the day. He's this fisherman walking back down the beach and holding two fish in his hand. And he said, oh, wow. And he started talking to him. He said, oh, well, um, you know, 
where'd you get those? I guess, oh, yeah, I just got those just fishing out there a little bit. And he goes, oh, right, cool. So what do you do with them? And he's like, I just go home now. There's enough fish here for my family. We'll have some dinner tonight. Then I'll sit around and play guitar with my amigos. And then the American businessman was like, oh, cool. So is there plenty of fish out there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, there's plenty of fish. He goes, oh, well, you know what you could do is next time, you know, tomorrow you can catch a few more fish and then when you off the jetty, you could actually sell a couple of them. And then he was like, oh, really? And then what? He goes, well, then the next day, you know, people start to get to know that you're there so they'll be waiting there and you can, you know, get a bigger boat and then bring in, bring in even more and then you'll have more sales and you can sell more. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then what? Well, that's where it starts to get fun. You know, you can actually have a little stall at the end of the jetty and then you come back in and then people are waiting there, they can pre-order and you can make, make, make way more sales. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. And then what? He goes, well, then you'd get like a couple of boats and you could hire people and then go and get heaps more fish and bring them in. Then you can start to, you know, set up a couple of stores. You go, oh, cool. And then what? I, well, that's when it gets really fun. Then you can actually go seek funding and capital and investment. And then actually you get to start the franchise all around the country and you have these fleets everywhere and you have your brand. And, and he goes, oh, and then what? He said, oh, then you're listed on the, in the, on the stock exchange, you do an IPO, and then you make all this money. He said, oh, cool, and then what? He said, oh, then you get to retire to this little fishing village and go fishing during the day and then have dinner with your, <laughs> with your family and play guitar with all your amigos at night. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where that was going. It's yeah. brilliant. It is. But it is. And, like, I, I used to print that little story out and stick it on the inside of my book every every time I started up a new notebook. I like, I'd print that out and I'd just have it there as this, don't forget, you know, we, we get lured to chase all these massive dreams and I, I totally, you know, they're all awesome. But just keep sight of really enjoying the journey and make sure that the things are most important to you. You're still doing that throughout your week and, and throughout your day and especially throughout your year. So, because I, I feel like that's sustainable. It's a sustainable business. It's a sustainable practice. Then you can make sure that we're sort of checking in with with real life, and it keeps you grounded. It keeps you in contact with your your amazing wellness audiences and and all that that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's actually um, it's actually a very amazing um, parable. Um, it just makes so much sense. It's so funny while you were saying it, I, I've just been into. Tahiti, Michael, and that's why I missed our dinner together. Um, yeah, I really, I was sad that we missed that. But anyway, I was in Tahiti, and I actually put a picture on my Instagram that um, had spent two hours out on the reef collecting fish for the week their weekly meal, and uh, it was so amazing that the, the guy had no fish on him, but the the, the girl had a string of fish around her waist, like a string of them. There would have been 10 or 15 around her waist. And I, I asked if I could take a photo and I asked him how long they'd taken, you know, do that in a couple of hours. And I showed somebody the photo and they said, wasn't she scared there were sharks around? Why didn't she give them to the husband? You know, we go to Tahiti for holidays. They live there. Yeah. You know, this is their lifestyle. They live on an island. They go fishing on a, on a Sunday it was. They take it home. They fill it. They eat it, you know, throughout the week. They collect coconuts. Um, there's mangoes on the ground everywhere. They, they live in paradise. They absolutely live in paradise. And I spend money to go over there to to take an expensive holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's What's interesting about all of this, and, and I don't necessarily think that we need to, it, everyone needs to live on an island, but what's interesting is that it actually is, what's in common is everyone just has gratitude. So if you actually, all those things that we're talking about actually just come from a place of gratitude for what you have around you. So that doesn't mean that, oh, okay, move to the beach and to be able to have this, this outlook on life, but we can actually... Everybody can have it if they actually in this this harmonious place within and it comes from a deeper gratitude for what they have around them, the opportunities that they, what they have around them and actually working with that as a foundation, a sustainable foundation to achieve whatever it is, those dreams of their, the, the, the better future that they dream of. 
while actually then you know, having an enjoyable time along the way. Yeah, it's, it's gratitude and appreciation. I'm reading a book at the moment called You Are the Placebo and um, by uh, Joe Dispenza and he t- talks about that, Michael. He talks about <laughs> it's so important to have gratitude and appreciation. You know, he's talking about the science behind, you know, changing, um, you know, the neural connections and um, in your life and I've, I've found that I've been finding it really interesting and everybody's talking about the importance of being grateful and like I have a, a friend who lives out west and she lives on 1.5 million acres and she um, loves it out there she appreciates the beauty out there but she also loves the beach um, so there are people who live all the world but appreciate their little place and it may not be a pacific island or it may not be what we consider for us it may be what that they consider for them um is the place that you know they want to spend their spare time so um who's to say it's a beach or a pacific island or something like that so you're right it's about being grateful happy um and content and appreciative of happening now your documentary is a little bit on this isn't it it is, yeah. <laughs> Which is Tell us I was about actually thinking it. that was well the documentary is called The Abundance Code and it was actually it's it's actually about a, taking people from a place of a, a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And then it actually addresses abundance in all different aspects. So it actually talks about, you know, having an abundance of experiences. Yeah. Versus an abundance of, of material objects, a lot of people associate with success and abundance. It talks about the that we're in a, that we there is a system designed and the economy and almost by definition is the management of scarce resources. So we have this economy that's actually running us, trying to tell us that there is scarcity. In actual fact, you know we have so much more in it. If we don't acknowledge that system, we have so much more. Of abundance around, so it was amazing. We um, we launched it in June 2016. It was fantastic. It was it was a huge project. It took um, my business partner Julie Cairns and I about three years. We interviewed people all around the world, and it was yeah, it was it was fascinating. It was really really amazing seeing all these people who have had so much success and how similar their stories were. And to be honest, when I was, I was in the interviews and the, the comment that kept on coming through was that everyone would, first of all, identify that there is a system in play and it's, it's a scarcity-based system. They open their eyes and acknowledge that. And it's built into our, our even in, in, there's a certain number of people who can make a, a sporting team you know, there's scarcity there. Is, is there 11 people or is there 15 people or is there four people and there's scarcity there? And then all the way through to maybe even our education system where there's there's only a certain number of grades that are out to, to a, at a particular level. And then into the workforce, which was, you know, there's only a certain number of jobs or, you know, people in those positions. So we're all actually competing against each other. And what became interesting was once people identified that, hey, this competing thing is like it's it's actually a fight. You know, I don't even want to help you because it's either either I win or you win. As we, we both can't. And what I realized in my, my journey in the entrepreneurial world was that the biggest breakthroughs actually happen through cooperation. And this is what Julie and I started to see was the biggest breakthroughs are actually through people getting together and actually helping each other without expectation of anything in return, but actually seeing that collaboration and cooperation brings greater success than direct competition. So the film actually started to talk about that, and a lot of the experts in the film, they once identifying this in this system in play and breaking away from the system, went on their different adventures and started different things, but they failed. And it was funny because they kept on they kept on falling over and things didn't work even though they did back themselves and, and they'd do something and it, it really didn't work. It didn't it didn't actually reach the heights that they they thought that they deserved to reach. Interestingly what happens is then a lot of people actually let go of the ego 
And the ego is the thing actually holding a lot of people back from success. And people, they just once they just let go and just went, you know, I really don't know, okay? Um, I'm confident, but I really don't know what the exact answer is. And then they're open to the universe or to listen, maybe for the first time in their life, and then all the answers come flooding in, all the opportunities come flooding in. And um, really, it's it's this this selflessness, this egolessness, this cooperative approach that a lot of these people then showed was the actual journey to a, a fulfilling sense of abundance. You know, I remember just on that note, um, reading a book called um, Think and Grow Rich many, many years ago. I think it's Napoleon Hill, isn't it? And he wrote a book um, that talked in there a thing about having creative thinking as opposed to competitive thinking. And competitive thinking was obviously very um, along an ego way of thinking uh, I'm better or there's one size pie and in order for me to achieve I've got to take yours from you to make my piece of the pie bigger whereas his philosophy around creative or I'd imagine collaborative thinking was more around well let's just make the whole pie bigger and we all get a piece of it and I really love that thinking but I tell you this Michael in my eight years of being in business I there's there's a lot of people out there that don't think this way and when you ask for information or you think that you might be able to create a collaborative um, partnership it's still seen as an us and them and it kind of astounds me sometimes that people don't see how much easier it would be if we actually found the ability and capacity to work together so that we all achieve more What's your thoughts around that? How, how do people change that way of thinking? Like, okay, we can watch the abundance code, we can read books, but collaboratively, how do we approach it? Or do we just assume that there's going to be some people that whatever reaction we get, they'll never see it that way, therefore look for someone else? What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because there is when people have to almost see it to believe it, even though we understand that, you know, once you believe it, you'll start to see it. And really surrounding yourself with the right types of people is what I believe is the is the way to that, that actual journey. And because business people, they are, they've, they've been brought up with a, a certain way of doing things. They might have inherited it from their parents or um, early mentors or something like that. And there's this fear that if I change, you know, things will automatically go bad. And they've got maybe their their house, their life, their whole family's depending on them. So it is quite a sensitive thing and quite a scary thing for people to do. But if you can start to see, you know, there might be other people that are just doing things a little bit differently over there. You know, we all mix in different business circles and, you know, there's 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 people that are that are sort of different to others and, and you sort of scratch your head how come they're doing a they just don't seem to be as stressed out or you know have a look at people who've got the biggest smiles and go and see what they do maybe and then it brings in this whole feeling of all right who are you hanging around with and and you know tell me more about the way that you do things and and I feel like that there is this big embrace on this different way of doing things and even so in marketing these days as well when it is just about actually through giving you'll actually reach people and actually go out and educating people and giving them a ton of you know so much value so much information that they can already have an amazing experience before they spend a dollar and actually come at all of your the whole way that you do business from that abundance point of view, knowing that, you know, and trusting the world works in, uh, the universe works in amazing ways and it, it'll just come back to you in a direction that you never expected. And it really is about, you know, trusting that long-term view and being around people who you see are doing similar things to what resonates with your heart and your frequency as well. 
I love that. I really love that. And I think, you know, the dinner we had the other night, I love that's what a lot of us, when we all get together, there's a beautiful tribe here on the Sunshine Coast. I feel very blessed to be a part of it. And whenever any of us have dinner, it just seems to be that there's this collaborative thinking and a beautiful recognition of each other's skills and amazing contribution and our ability to actually hear one another and to be coached by one another. I think there's something not only about the individuals but together as a group and I still believe that the Sunshine Coast has one of those amazing energies that just breeds that. Don't you both agree? Yeah. And what I love about when we do get together on those dinners is that we're all in the same field. We're all in the health field. But we all have, um, I think, a passion and love about as well as um, we do, I think we all feel um, an abundance and we all help each other. I, I, I think it's, um, yeah, we're very fortunate. Um, yeah, we're not in different industries at all really because, Michael, you're in the marketing of it. Kimmy's in the chemical free. Food Matters is, is you know, video and um, getting the word out there on, you know, on the big screen. Um, I do education with it. Um, John Gabriel, was he there as well? So no. He didn't make it that he, 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 he was coming along here. So, you know, you think about these people and everybody's in a collaborative way helping each other out. I know I, I work quite a bit with, um, you know, Food Matters and Kim does too and Kim and I work together. I know. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. It's really good. It, yeah. it is then, amazing. It is. And then there's Charlotte and Wes. You know, they were there, weren't they? Uh, Wes, Wes was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. yeah. And, and we just interviewed Charlotte yesterday and she gave, gave in that interview to help other people that were health tours or, you know, helping people make changes in their life. And I think um, we have a global movement happening and we need more people out there talking about this because so many people are not awake and documentaries, um, especially yours, Michael, wakes people up to that. It wakes them up to there is enough, there is an abundance. But you're right, we're like, you know, we're all talking about, we're not talking about it, but, you know, you hear, hear politic, politicians and other people talking about how we're going to feed the world. And I remember my dad saying that every time there's been a crisis in the world, they've said, oh, something's going to happen in the 70s. You know, he was born in the 1930s. Oh, there's not, not going to be enough of this in the 50s and there's not going to be this. And he said the, the planet always figured out a way. The people always figured out a way. There was never a time where we were in trouble. Um, and I think as long as we have that abundance um, mentality and realise if we work together, we can achieve so much more as opposed to being competitive um, with other and the health space is a very noisy space at the moment there's a lot of people talking and a lot of people um talking in opposing ways how do you deal with that michael um with the noisiness that's out there number one number two um the opposing um people that you know people that are what you're saying sure well there's Okay, so the, in terms of the noise, there's – and we all think when we're saying something that, oh, someone else has said it. Now, there's there's content, but then there's how the content is received. You know, if we if we just think we're spitting out content well, and, or we're educating in one direction, I think it's a little bit sort of self-centered. You know, content isn't effective. Like any good coaching, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a one-way conversation. If – that content wasn't received well then it's useless you might as well not have said anything if if someone didn't take it on board then then you haven't been successful as an educator or as a coach so then we look at the same content then can be said by multiple people and it will resonate with a different audience so you've got actually you know you could have 10 people people in a row say exactly the same thing and 100 people in the audience and everyone will gravitate to a different person, and that's awesome because it'll be their story. It'll be the fact that they might be a similar 
age and you know i don't necessarily go off age and like that i like to go off what people are feeling and emotions rather than you know putting people just into demographic boxes but they'll go i resonate with that story i resonate with the way you articulated that inner discussion that you have in your head because that's what i think in the morning ah okay i had a a father a teacher a first boyfriend or whatever that was exactly that so now i'm attracted to you more so than anyone else so although we might on the surface it looks really noisy what is one of the most critical things as a teacher and educator in the wellness space is just to be your authentic self and actually talk about your story and about your philosophy and why you have decided the things that you decide and so then people can actually see the connection between their story and your story. And then the great part is, is then you can actually identify more deeply and more intimately with their specific problem. And then the idea is you have a product that then solves their problem. Now, I think it sort of then gives you permission about saying, you know, that's great. You, you, can, you can talk about a topic and you can oppose, oppose me and that's awesome. But we've just been on different journeys to this point. And this is this is how I came to my conclusions. I didn't just, you know, put a couple of yes no's in a hat and pull it out and say, hey, that's what I believe. This is so I'm confident in my journey to this point. And I will continue to, to learn as well. So it's it's not necessarily this is the only thing. This is just where I am right now and this is how I got here. And you can always just speak straight from your heart. So in terms of there being an opinion, that's cool. If it's just you've you've made it your opinion based on your experience and you've given your audience the benefit of it being well educated, you know, that that's well through, you know, you've you've tried different things and you're speaking from personal experience and then to the point of there being a lot of of noise well so there is a certain topic but there's really only one person which is you talking about that topic so it's sort of it's the the audience is sitting there waiting for you to speak or for you to find for them to find the right person that resonates with them and that's life-changing i've seen that in so many different places where everyone's all put off by all this you know stuff that they just didn't relate with and someone who matches their frequency, and it's just like, ah, I just feel at home with this person. I feel like I know this person. And they're, the way they're talking, the way they, they just are being so authentic, it's actually just the vibrational frequency from which they're operating is complementary. It doesn't have to be the same. It's complementary <laughs> to the, that person's frequency, and they're in harmony. And I feel like that happens with a lot of teachers and their audiences. It's just, it's, it's like a, I'm not a musician, but I know that there's a couple of notes in a chord and it's, um, it's like the notes are just, you know, you get one note wrong and it just doesn't feel right. It's like, okay, we're all in harmony together. Actually sound, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. It's funny. Um, I've always heard about manifesting, um, but now nothing ever appealed nothing appealed to me about the whole manifesting thing. I go, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I remember listening, um, and Kim knows this, so I remember listening to um, a beautiful lady by the name of Michelle Nielsen, and her book is called Manifesting Matisse. And she resonated. I bought her book, I bought everything that she had, I read her ten steps to manifesting, and then I have religiously um, done that for eight years now. So I get what you're saying because where people can be saying the similar things, not the opposing things, but people can be saying the similar things, but it doesn't resonate with you or the person doesn't resonate with you. It's not your time to hear that stuff or you maybe not have heard it as many times as you could. And, and I think it's, it's like your documentary. You need to hear that message and over because we're so in the habit of, or not even in the habit, but we're, we're community communicated to the, the scarcity that um i think we need to watch it over and over and over and over again and think about this and um and and make it you know make it a point so apart from your documentary um you also do uh, some amazing marketing around the health space I do. how are you different to 
anybody else that's out there. Let's let's um, explore okay. there. All right, cool. Now, now this is not strategic. It's just a silly sort of question or silly silly sort of answer. Maybe I'm just myself, and I really don't. I I learn a lot from. I take a. I, I read a lot. I learn a lot, but I really just reinterpret it the way that feels right for me and a lot of the feedback that I get from a lot of people is they just it's like ah finally it's a breath of fresh air that one is talking about marketing and I feel like I need to go and have a shower after to them so I I really love marketing when it's it's actually a leap of faith so marketing I see in a lot of people, they hide behind marketing. They don't want marketing. And I, I totally get that. And I never liked marketing. I hate, I still don't like saying the word. And it's actually a leap of faith because it's at that one point where you will eventually put your, especially in the wellness space, you'll put your product out there. You'll actually put your, you'll actually put, you know, you know there'll be so much around taking, finally taking your message to the world that, it, people will shy away because of this this lazy sort of world of marketing that is the noisy one out there. So what I try and do is I really just go deep with people. So I go to the the entrepreneur, and we will start to go really into the the deep internal conversations that they didn't they, they may have started their business with, and they got all busy with all the other stuff on top that happens when you run a business and you have staff and websites don't work <laughs> but really try and go back to that deeper purpose and and really go connect with that story about why they why they even this in the first place why or you know if people are currently in another place of work or don't have work but want a message to get out there just just why do you want to get it out there and connect deeply really really deeply with that and go into this internal conversations that that started you off in the first place, and then we can actually start talking to what the the ideal customer is going to be like and what conversations they're having. And it really is about what's going on in their heart, not not so much what they're trying to work out in their head, but actually trying to connect with them at a heart level. And once we actually match those two together, it's like, okay, you've got this amazing story. You know, it's about digging that up. It's about going those deeper layers. Okay, sure, let's say we, you, you might be teaching them about, um, let's, say, let's say video. You know, there's an example recently of me. It might, you might be doing video, but in actual fact, you're empowering people to really look forward to the weekend. And, you know, it might be about actually connecting deeper and deeper with the the the, the knock-on effect of not just the immediate thing but the thing after that and imagine if you could look forward to the weekend what would that mean all right well that actually means that i my wife or my partner or my kids a call and i tell them on a wednesday what we're going to do on the weekend so now they're excited and we end up having these experiences as a family or as a couple which what do you know we end up having so much more harmony in the house and so you look at all these knock-on effects of going all right well i'm doing this over here but in actual fact, the the ripple effect. I'm actually changing the world. I had this, this one particular friend. She was um, she was helping um, barristers with um, they had um, yeah, they needed help. They were high rate of um, suicide, and it's like you know if you actually start once you start thinking about helping those people, you know you are you are actually eventually having kids that get to grow up with their fathers. You know, you end up having the the daughter being able to have a dad walk her down the aisle for a wedding and and all these massive things. But on the surface, we think, hey, we're just helping these people deal with that, that afternoon. But in actual fact, the ripple effect is amazing. So once you connect deep with as an entrepreneur about what you're doing, then you connect deep with your heart, with what your ideal customer is doing, and you actually realize that you are the perfect person to help them solve their most ideal problem because your story their story their problem matches the solution that you came up with and it's about wrapping that all up into a product and then wrapping it up into an an offer which is something that they can actually purchase is just what they would believe 
as I like to think of it as a gift. It's almost like if you just presented me with this offer, you just someone read this this page on a website or read this product description or this promise and just go, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need in my life right now. This person has just you know torn me open and can just read every single thought. And this is just absolutely amazing. I just need this in my life right now. And so in the online world, it's all about then transparency and connecting with people online. And a lot of the time we do that with an event because events are exciting things. So they can be launches, they can be online summits, they can be special different just things. We get people into a state where they feel like they're a part of something bigger. They're taking a journey, they're a part of conversations, and they can really feel like that they they know this person on the through the magic of the internet. They really know this person on the other side. They connect so deeply with them. You know, the, the person delivering the product is transparent with their feelings as well. And um, yeah, the the world becomes a better place for everyone. Mm. So that's sort of how um, yeah, what I like doing. Michael, do you think um I mean, I know you as a person as well, and I think one of the things that you um, portray and ooze so beautifully is a love of your your beautiful wife and your children. Tell us a little bit about how um, how you guys get through tough times. Um, so it's all good and well when we're all in alignment and we're all good and everything's happy. What are you two like when it's not so aligned? I, I'm just interested now that we're talking all about congruency and collaboration. I just want to know how, what happens when you two argue. Do you? <laughs> you know what? And I don't know whether uh, this is just weird, but we actually argue about much. Maybe <laughs> Alicia just avoids arguments and agrees with me or something. I don't know. You'll have to probably ask Alicia. Yeah, we I think we just um we just operate from quite a calm place. It's you know, I I suppose I try and see things I know that nothing creative comes out when you're in a state of anger and fear. And I know that there's a lot of you know you can't think clearly with a a lot of inputs and and you know anxieties and and all these different things so we sort of just try and strip a little bit away and just go back to to not what even's being said but what's being meant and that's a lot about human communication and actually understanding what people may be you know trying to trying to get at rather and not get caught up in all the semantics so we really just sort of sit down and and really try and understand exactly what each other are, are you know feeling frustrated with or trying to achieve and or or maybe why it it's not making sense and at the end of the day a lot of it becomes you know either a, a frustration that couldn't be verbalized or a misunderstanding that was that was taken or interpreted the wrong way and things like that so through a bit of calm egoless communication things seem to sort of if if you are you know decent you know heart centered <laughs> with similar core value people uh, things seem to resolve themselves reasonably quickly and um you know and there's other things too about you know i don't like things really being left undone so i'll i just feel like i just feel comfortable if something's not you know there's a, an open loop and i feel like i just need to need to complete it not with either agenda right or wrong but just to feel I don't like feeling I've got things that are left open so yeah just talking it through and not being under pressure to if you get your life set up that you're not under tons of pressure it's like oh shit you know I've only got one minute to have this conversation before I have to jump on a bus or a train or something like that well um, we're fortunate that we can have a little bit more flexibility of time so really just making that a priority and respecting each other's priorities and, and wanting to make sure that they're being fulfilled as people as well. You know, just go to the gym, go with your friends, do what you need to do because we need to be um, full people as well so we can be useful to each other. Mm. I agree, I agree and I think part of how we are in relationship with people is also how we are in in our business, you know, so I don't believe you can 
you can be one without the other or you can certainly pick up on the inauthenticity of um, of people when they're not their authentic selves or and that that comes through I, I don't know how people can be different at work to what they are at home I mean I appreciate sometimes you can be on stage you know as a speaker and and do your job because that's what you've got to do whereas under and underneath it you might be struggling but the authenticness of you will always come out in in both the home and the workplace. What's the greatest thing you want to teach your children? What do you want them to grow up with knowing as an individual, um, as a family and as a unit? What's what's your goals around your personal world, Michael? Yeah, great question. Um, Experience life. If I was to put it in two words, I would just love them to really feel like experiencing life is the priority, not necessarily consuming and gathering a whole bunch of possessions. So I put a a huge emphasis on the girls doing surfing lessons (laughs) instead of getting more, you know, toys, you know, outside riding bikes rather than in, in um, the latest craze is obviously chasing Pokemon. So they, they, you know, Mia this morning she came up to me and said, "Daddy, is it okay if I don't want to play on my iPad?" I'm like, yes, that's perfect. You know, it's because they're so just trying to really highlight all this amazing world that we do live in, and that's on the outside. So I really. Yeah, the foundation of a lot of my decisions and a lot of the values that I'd like my um, my kids and, and us as a family to grow up with. Mm. You know, we've got friends that we've also interviewed on this podcast, Shani and Julius. They leave in a week um, taking their five children, five small children <laughs> under six, or under five I think it is. Is it six? Yeah, maybe six. And they're traveling around the world. They're going to world school their children, not homeschool. They're world schooling their children and they don't know where they're going or, I mean, their first stop is Bali, but they don't know where they're going or what they're doing. And yesterday or the other day, Cindy and I went around there and it was kind of <laughs> chaos with these five kids running around. I just thought, wow, imagine traveling the world. But, oh, my gosh, it looks so free and liberating as well. Their whole house is empty. They've sold everything. Talk about minimalists. <laughs> wow. I had this. This small space, Michael, um, in one room, which was filled with what they're taking with them. And I tell you, it was a small space. And I think I freaked. <laughs> like, I just think what they're doing is pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, I freaked a little bit there, Kim. And, and Shani comes out to me and she goes, I just, I just, you know, hope we're making the right move. And I went, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? You come home and buy all your furniture back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's it's amazing how much how much how little really we do need in terms of you know just I've heard of other people whose kids have gone away for a year you know with you know with their kids and the kids have had like six toys that would fit into a bag and they just would play with that plus be outside and fascinated with nature the whole time. And here we are in this this world that tries to sell us, especially coming into the festive season now, that more stuff, stuff, stuff. And I, I now a little bit, I don't like the kids receiving lots of stuff for a few reasons. One of them is because I have to put it somewhere in my house too. It's like when someone gives you a gift and it's big, it's like, oh, you've just stolen some shelf space. Like I don't, I don't want clutter. And um, it's I'd rather you know fill up our kids with with you just said experiences and and things like that too. Our kids, we've got three the three kids, and they all go to the Montessori, the local Montessori school here at Maroochydore. And yeah, so they've they sort of got that um, different philosophy towards education as well, which is which is working really well for them at the moment. And I, like I said before, it's we're always just I believe doing the best with what knowledge we have right at this very moment and this is that's working awesome for them right now and for us right now and if it does in the future that's awesome too and if it doesn't for the reason that's awesome too Mm, mm, i love it and tell me where what's what's next for michael what are you up to next what's your next big project what are you up to what are you and i'm gonna give to us in 2017 Listen intently. <laughs> hey, I've got a, I've got, I've got a few things going on. 
Um, obviously, the abundance code is is to have an awesome seventeen. So that's one thing. Um, I've got another little bit of a secret project that I <laughs> I can't tell I can't tell anyone about. It's so cool, but and um, you're gonna you're gonna hear about it. That's for sure. It's actually. It's sort of at the Hollywood level. It's actually with um, some people there, which yeah, I don't know. I can't say too much, but you'll oh. that'll, that'll unfold in the coming weeks and months. And um, yeah, it's we're gearing up for that. It's going to be awesome. So I'm I'm on that team, rolling that out as a, as a launch. Oh, I wish I could say more, but I can't. I really can't. Well, that's and, all right. That's um, all right. You don't have to tell us. You don't <laughs> have to tell us. But I, I do want to know. I'll come back. To, I'll come back on a chat when I can. <laughs> oh no, no, definitely. Yes, do that. Tell me, Michael. But, uh, what, yeah. what's, what's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite books, audios? Like, who are you listening to at the moment? What are you doing at the moment? Let our listeners know what someone like you is up to as far as extending your own self and your own um, education. What are you listening to or watching at the moment? Anything in particular or reading? Yeah. Well. What- one of my biggest influences is a mastermind group that I'm actually a part of. I'm a member of a, an awesome mastermind group. And it's, it's got a lot of the, you know, some really, really big people in the wellness space and how people are using the internet online to actually reach their audience. And I get a lot of my influence from them. And, you know, read, read Tracy from Hay House. He's in that that mastermind with me as well and Hay House has been a client of mine as well and there's there's a bu- bunch of other people in the wellness space and just they're doing what you know, you're, you're talking about online internet marketing impact but it's just so profound all of the stuff that we talk about there which is, is actually one of the driving you know I've just seen that in such abundance and such magic happening there which is why I in 2017 am setting up my own mastermind where I can be people together to have a conversation that I really feel is needed about making a big impact in for wellness businesses online and um, I'm super looking forward to doing that in 2017 and so I get a lot of my influences from people who I have intimate relationships with there's there's people inside the mastermind and then all of their courses um, I suppose you're looking for maybe podcasts or books. You know, I've got just a massive library of books that I don't know. I just keep on picking up books and 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 reading them. Like they're they're just amazing. I love books. Actually, I have to commend you on Hay House. I realize that you were marketing, and um, I, you know, working with Hay House. I've noticed a real change um, in what they're doing. And um, just recently, just I think it was a couple of months ago, um, they had that video series with um, Brian Weiss and I watched that whole series and then I saw the marketing at the end. And now I'm watching Joe Dispenza's um, video and I didn't realise that was you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I realized, you know, because I, I recognize that styling, yeah. but I didn't realize it was you. Congratulations. I'm really enjoying Hay House's um, video series. I reckon they're really, they're top notch and worth um, every bit of minute that I want to give to them. I don't listen to all of them, but the people I'm interested in it, and I love Brian Weiss and I love Joe Dispenza. So they're the two that I've been um, listening to. So congratulations. Well done. Yeah, they've got some. They've got so many amazing people, and they've got so many amazing followers. They're just, and they're really, they're, they're a heart-centered business as well. And um, you know, Reed, obviously, amazing guy. So they, they do a, yeah, they do a lot of stuff, and they're, they're just, uh, they've got so much, so much amazing content out there. It's just they so do. awesome. So, and um, you, you, I agree with changing you. lives, like changing yeah. lives every single day. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I just noticed that change. So, yeah, it was so funny when you said that. I went, ah, now I know where it's from. <laughs> and what a great job too. What a great job. Um, Michael, do you have a beautiful website or anywhere where people can follow you or catch up with what you're up to? Because I think you're 
you're going to be someone that a lot of our listeners are going to want to have a part of, be a part of and contribute to and absolutely download as much as they can from you, particularly with your new surprise coming next year. I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to get hold of that program, but I really would love (laughs) them to know more about how they can reach you. Is that possible? Yeah, probably the best place would be michaelmaidens.com, so just just my name.com, and I'll be keeping everyone up to date there. So that's that's the best part. Uh, 2017 is going to be a, you know, a bunch of fun, and yeah, I can't wait to wait to share it with the world. And, and did you Wonderful. did you tell us um, what your favourite book is, or what's the what was your big pinnacle moment? I just want to get this last one in from you, um, unless Cindy's got another, which is highly likely. But I just want to know what is what would be. Give us your three top books or movies that you think everyone should watch. That's life changing. Can you think of that? Well, the Abundance Code. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that one. That one is it's it's. Um, yeah, we had to yeah, obviously, Cindy. You know, but we had something like forty hours of amazing footage that we had to bring down yeah. to a documentary, which is um, a massive job. Yeah, the Abundance Code—that's that, that's amazing. How do people you know, watch that? One parent, uh, they can go to theabundancecode.com. dot com. Yeah. So that's the best place to um, give us their details there, and that's yeah. So all the details about the Abundance Code is on there. Uh, what else? Books. Oh, I, I love books. Um, one one of the big pivotal things for me was obviously when I found out how to reach an audience. So one of the guys I absolutely love following who's become a very, very good friend of mine is Jeff Walker. So he's the creator of a product called The Product Formula and he's got an amazing book called Launch. And that's that did change the direction and it was one of those like I said before when you actually find someone who you resonate with and that's that's absolutely amazing so resonate with Jeff and um, his product launch and what's another one obviously the Tim for for our work week it it changed what I was what I was doing at the time there was another one the world is flat that was actually an awesome book that um, changed my view on outsourcing and things like that recently things like our oh, tribes is an amazing book um essentialism is another amazing book the one yeah. thing the one oh. thing is an amazing book um you're going that, through kindle at the moment yeah no, no not at all i'm just got with my eyes closed i was thinking there's a real book that was um, good to great yeah that's a good book. and there's a book that there's a really good book that no one's ever read which was his follow-up of that one called how the mighty fall Nobody realizes that there's this book in the – studied all these from good to great, but then he found that the great ones actually fell. So that book is just a must for people to read. And you may catch your own business falling or you may be amongst a business that's in the process of falling. So that's another amazing book. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. Well, I think you're phenomenal, Michael. Uh, I just, when I hear you in flow and conversation, I just sit there in awe. You always have the audience captivated. We do work together with Yvette um, in her Soulpreneurs program. We've done, been able and fortunate enough to hear you, obviously, alongside James and Laurentine when we've had our beautiful dinners. But I, you know, a couple of times when we've been out with Charlotte and Wes Carr, I just, I don't know, there's just something about you that, that oozes um, strength and power, but also a real yearning for the world to be a better place. And I just, I commend you for being so vigilant and so ferocious in, in creating that ability through your work. And I think Cindy would agree with me that, that the world needs more men like you. Um, and I'm sure your beautiful wife would attest to the fact that it's it's a privilege to be around someone of such caliber who who really does care and is someone that truly um, is of heartfelt caliber. So, so thank you for being in our world and for and for doing what you do. And I know Cindy would certainly feel the same. That's extremely. Um... <laughs> for you to say all that thank you so much kim and yeah thank you cindy it's um yeah it's a pleasure and i think it's uh, i don't know i just just try and just try and be a nice person and lead by example and 
I, I don't think it's that hard if we just try and keep it that simple. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Don't complicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. Any other final messages, Michael, before we finish up this beautiful show? I oh, just want to thank you so much for having me. It's been an awesome hour. And um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to share my perspective on, on how people can embrace their message and and especially when it's to do with making the world a better place and, and actually helping people because I think we're so, we've, we've got so much reach now. We've got so much power and um, our story can really make a massive difference in people's lives. So I encourage everyone to to grab their story with both hands and um, and go out and, and get it in front of the people who need it most. Mm, couldn't agree with you more. And I'm sure even graduates of Cindy's program, my program and Karen's programs, you know, they come out of these programs, let alone all the others out there. And then they've, they're so fired up. They're so excited. And then it's like, mm, now what? And often people are scared because they think other people have already done it, or they're scared that they'll never be as good as someone else that they look up to. But I think all three of us would agree with the fact that in our worlds, we feel like everybody thinks like this, but we are in fact such a minority, such a small group really in the way that the whole world thinks that I agree with you, Michael, we we have to hold our stories, our messages and get it out there with both hands because there's a lot of people in need of us, isn't there? A hundred percent. And I have confidence, I'd I'd probably pass on to people as well, have confidence that everyone also fears the same things you know i've I've been a lot of big businesses who on the surface look like they've got it all together and and they're just exactly the same everyone's exactly the same everyone's still just sort of working it out they're not quite sure they'll change they'll hesitate all self-doubt you know i deal with world champions i deal with um you know authors you know hay house authors and um you know people who are new york times bestsellers they're still sitting around scratching their heads as well so don't that everyone's got all the answers and I think it's sort of empowering for ourselves just to remember that and then just step through fear because fear typically makes people freeze and it's about actually continuing to move mm, I agree I agree Cindy are you all good my darling Oh, I could talk for ages. <laughs> so could I. I'm trying. I, I we're over time. We're over time. I know, I know. But it's so good when we're hearing it. But look, let's get you back next year when you launch this new, this new exciting surprise. I, I just know a lot of people will want to be a part of that. So, look, Michael, on behalf of Karen, Cindy, and I, we just want to thank you again. And if you guys have enjoyed listening to this podcast, then make sure you post your comments on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash up for a chat or go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and place your comments or feedback or any questions you might have for Michael on there. Please don't forget if you have listened to our amazing podcast and journey about our retreat to New Zealand in 2017, then there is only, I think, half a dozen spots left. So if you are keen to come and trek the beautiful Marlborough region with us and you want to hang out with the Up For A Chat girls for just under two weeks, then then your opportunity is six spaces left to do so. So we would love to share the journey with you and we would love to have you come along for the ride or should I say the hike. In the meantime, everybody, take good care of yourselves, look after yourself, be kind and remember to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.